nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast reviews and movies that talks that nerd shit. This is episode 509, and we are kicking off our International Film Month here at the Nerdcore on our on September's theme with our review of Tigers Are Not Afraid. And as always, this is an energy kind of here to host the show, Alonso, our wonderful co-host, Young Yoda. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a wonderful, wonderful Monday, Labor Day. Labor Day, that's Where right. I didn't bud. do a bit of fucking labor. No, nope, didn't do a bit of fucking labor until right now, right? Fucking lazy. I, I do. I do have something to say, and I'm gonna let um let CM Punk say it for me. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. I'm... <laughs> yeah, Red, Red, that's how I feel. Red's Red's been feeling that way for a couple of uh, years now. <laughs> Hi, thief. Hi, Brad. Hey. What's going on? How's yeah. it going, Kylie? Felt woke up today, day one of being High Fly Radio Champion, undisputed High Fly Radio Champion. I don't care how you want to call it, but um, feeling good, feeling great. I Sit mean, down. it's one thing to be champion. It's one thing to also be champion and have the worst record out of everyone. <laughs> Still champion, motherfucker. <laughs> Brad, what did you do today on your Labor Day? I didn't do shit. <laughs> I didn't fucking shit yet. It's a day off, bro. You yeah. You know, I just, we were watching Sandman. I can, yeah, I watched, I watched, I'm on episode four of Sandman. So I did do that. But before, I really didn't do anything. I tried to read, I read a little bit. Yeah. Then I was like, ah, I should get on the treadmill. And I'm like, fuck, I don't feel like getting on the treadmill. I might lift tonight, but you know, <laughs> today's <laughs> wasted. Today's a, <laughs> Today is a waste. Damn. Well, um, I, What's it called? Again? I woke up early today. Jeez, Kylie. Again, Kylie? Like, stop Needless. giving Tom Cruise your money. <laughs> um, I woke up today. I woke up early today. Realized that the reason I wake, woke up early today was not needed. So uh went back to bed. Let's Welcome go. to Labor Day. And and then um when does our time zone change? Woke up to my dog deciding that uh, she wanted to bite through my glasses. Those are new too, huh? Nah, they're not new. No, no? Okay. Nah, well, bro. At least there's that. Nah. You know, she decided she wanted to, you know, bite my glasses. And, um, yeah. Um, I did that. Watched uh, this film and uh, recorded uh, this week's video for Between the Frames. Need to what's it called? Uh, edit that tonight or tomorrow morning. We'll see what what works. But um, other than that, pretty much no labor. Oh well, I guess you could say some labor was done today. What do you think, Brad? You'd you'd say that some labor was done today for my end? Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. Sure. Well, I mean, you did wake up early. And you're like, fuck it. I bought it on digital. <laughs> then it checked. Then I checked. It's still in theaters. 
Yeah, they're not in theaters. Yeah, it still is in theaters. Like I was looking up uh, my cinema that I like to go to because we still have like one hundred fifty dollars in credit. And yeah, Top Gun was like two times that you could go see it, and I'm just like, no. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like I'll wait. Like there wasn't really. There's nothing really playing right now. Yeah. I think it had a few indies in there, and then it was just like, yeah. I'm not gonna make the trip up there just to do that. Thank God for a list. That's right. That's right. Uh, but other than that, just not much going on today, man. I um, well, yesterday this weekend was a long weekend. A lot of that we had to do. So I'd say that we deserve to have a pretty good like chill Monday. We thank God's a, on a fucking Labor Day. So yeah, thank God it came yeah. after that fucking long ass show yesterday. Yeah, man. Although I did stay up. And watch House of the Dragon. Like I'm not even gonna. You lie. fucking. Did. I need to watch yeah. that after I'm done. I fucking. Oh, I fucking stayed up and watched that. I'm gonna watch it again though, probably before the end of the week. Not to bring things back to wrestling, but now we know Rhea Ripley apparently can turn men into heels. So keep her away. Keep her away from uh, the big show. It's a big show. That's the man of a thousand turns. That's the man of a thousand turns. But, I um, mean. I mean. You know, she might be the reason Dominic finally gets a fucking haircut. Like, like there, you have to have a certain look to pull off that. Pull Eddie off the mullet. That Eddie, Eddie could pull it off because he's fucking Eddie Guerrero. Eddie could pull off like fucking a shaved head if he wanted. Dominic, you look terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Just shave it. Oh, man. Fuck. I don't know what Ray, like, I don't know if Ray was trying to, like, you know, uh, do an in memory to Eddie by having his son have a mullet for his entire life, but come on now. <laughs> oh man, but enough is enough. Let Raya just shave that goddamn thing off. <laughs> I just love her. I would love for her just to like shave it completely off and like being bald and yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, man. I that's the what's it called? But we're here to kick off uh, International Film Month, and uh, of course, we're looking at films from different countries this month. We're looking at Mexico, we're looking at Colombia, we're looking at Japan, and of course, we're also looking at Hong Kong, and we're going to be covering these films, man. Oh, oh, before we we get into that, I do have have a gripe. What's up? They are re-releasing Avatar. Oh, yeah. Again. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I just saw that. I just saw them like, oh, 4K restoration or some fucking bullshit. I'm just like, they do this every time because they want to get that top spot. And James Cameron's a bitch. That's that's basically what that is. <laughs> um. So Brad, apparently, like it's in 160 FPS. I don't remember what. I don't care. It's like I don't care about the movie's terrible. Now. It's terrible. You can watch the Smurfs and get something more out of that because it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um. But I but just yeah. I just saw that. I'm just like they're re-releasing this so they can take the top spot from Marvel, who's then yeah. going to release Infinity War, and we're just going to have this for then my entire lifetime until I die. That's, yeah. that's how this is going to go, or until James oh, Cameron dies. Until James Cameron dies, which yeah. he's not because he's probably a cyborg already, like Cher. Yeah. Um, I was going to say um, <laughs> that they changed the logo, dude. It's not the papyrus logo anymore. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see him funk on Avatar. Did you know I saw his submarine once? When? I was driving on the highway. This was like... Years ago? 10, 12 years ago. I was driving on the highway, and I see 
I go to pass this big truck and there's a big green fucking submarine on the back of it. Damn. And I just go, what the fuck? And I like, there's a little thing that says like James Cameron's whatever fucking sub. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know, when you have too much money after making like, you know, two movies that that's it right, right there. <laughs> Damn. When you, when you can afford a big neon green sub. I'll have to go back and find the picture. It's still on my phone somewhere. Well, um, I what's it called? Um, I just threw you off right there, didn't I? I just You're just thinking really... of James Cameron's fucking giant submarine just yeah. going down the highway at like eighty. Let's <laughs> let's talk about a good movie today. Let's actually talk about a good movie today, because uh, well, I mean, Terminator's a good movie. That's by James Cameron. Might be the only one. Terminator Two. That's let's Terminator Two. Terminator, okay, Terminator, Terminator 2, two. Yeah, Terminator and Terminator Two. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Terminator Two is probably probably the best. Yeah, but um, enough about James Cameron. I don't want to talk about James Cameron anymore. Because we're here to talk about Isla Lopez's Tigers Are Not Afraid. Uh, this is Brad's pick. Uh, y'all, he's we're he's kicking off the month. He's got the Patreon mini pod pick this month. So. Let's get this going. Kylie also says, "What? Uh, it wasn't the Yellow Submarine. No, it wasn't. Nah, it wasn't the submarine. Beatles or Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or any of that." Yeah. But if you have not watched Tigers and Not Afraid, then you want to get out of here because we're going to be spoiling the film. But if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the film, then go ahead and stick around. Either way, how you say it, it's all good here because this is your one and only spoiler warning, and it is in effect in a five. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> Still can't hear it in my ears. He, 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 it played. Yeah. You just yeah. want me to tell you, like, do you want me to put like a thumbs up in the comments of it? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to guess it plays because. Yeah, it played. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering why you can't hear it. That's weird. I mean, either. I, I probably something to do with my, um, my, what's it called? Uh, my setup. <laughs> That's, yeah, the setup. Fuck it. I'll, I'll take care of that later. Dad, uh, <laughs> introduce us to 2017's Tigers Are Not Afraid. I am about to butcher all these names. I swear to God, and it's the worst because Raul will be like, you butchered all of those fucking names, you asshole. But anyways, coming from our one and only source, Wikipedia, Tigers Are Not Afraid is a 2017 Mexican crime fantasy horror film with elements of magical realism written and directed by Isa. Or Isa, Isa, Lopez. Yeah. Isa Lopez. The film is produced by Marco Polo Constanz under the banner of Filmadora <laughs> National. <laughs> I'm waiting for you just to step in. And be like, I got you, bro. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me pull it up on the side. I, I got you, bro. Because, you know, poor Brad. Poor Brad. I'm butchering. How, 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 long, how many years have you been living in, um, what's it called? Um, in um, fucking Arizona? Yeah, I still, I still haven't learned Spanish. I learned all the bad words. <laughs> Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, come on, Uh, Filmadora Nacional and Pelagrosa. The film stars Paola, Paola, Lara, Juan Ramon Lopez, Yanis Guerrero, Guerrero, Guerrero. Sorry, Rodrigo Cortez, Hanso Casillas, Neri Arindondo, and Tinoc Huerta. Yeah, Tinoc, Tinoc. Because that's Namor, Brad. That's who's playing Namor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Tenoc. Tenoc Huerta. No, Huerta. 
Huerta. Why do I why do I want to make it Jewish? H is H is silent, <laughs> bro. Remember, remember right? The H Huerta. is silent in what's it called? Uh, in all uh, in Spanish, you don't you don't say the, the what's it called? Uh, add a little flim to it. Don't add a yeah. little flim to it. Yeah. All right, Brad. Um, you want to tell us who did the cinematography? Uh, cinematography. Juan Jose Saravia, edited by Joaquim. 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 Marty. Music by Vince Pope. See, this is why I should read this beforehand. <laughs> Vince Pope is so easy for you to read, though. Vince Pope. Yes. <laughs> but I'm surprised I didn't go Pope. Uh, but it's Pope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, running time, 83 minutes. So not a very long movie. Now we're in and uh, yeah. box office five hundred seventy six thousand one hundred sixty four dollars, which I imagine did open to a lot of theaters in the United States. Nah, nah, it wasn't a big. What's it called? Uh, opening here, pretty. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot. I'm pretty sure a lot. Of that's fucking. Did this get any awards? Um, no. They didn't really go to any. No, but Issa, what's it called? Um, this really got the. What's it called? Uh, the attention of certain people like Guillermo del Toro, Noah Hawley, Jason Blum. So she's now developing projects with all those three people. Oh, I can I can see this being because th- this remind me a lot of Guillermo's um, Devil's Backbone, yeah. especially that ending scene mm-hmm. where she opens the doors. Like, do we have a spoiler warning on? Yeah, yeah, we we're okay. good. We're good. <laughs> I just I just ruined the movie for everyone. No, no, we didn't say our hand spoiler warning. No, we did our spoiler warning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. What's it called? Um, and she look, I first watched this film uh for Cinema Condition, which I will let you all know once again. Please go check out that episode of Cinema Condition with season one. Um, I discussed it with my good friend Mariana, and we talked a lot about the um intricacies of this film. And I oh, Brad, I also before I forget, because I'm going to forget this. Um, she is the one who is going to be writing, producing, and directing the fourth season of True Detective. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, she's doing that. Uh, but That's what's good. it called? Um, Looking forward to that. They're bringing yeah. Woody back? Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I, um, when I first watched this film, I was just like, I was I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I was just amazed by the way they're able to tell this. Uh, she's able to tell us the story of uh, of a year. Well, not a year. Like you know, long conflict that is the drug war in Mexico. Well, and a but, lot of a lot of individuals you don't think you never think of are affected, and then you think about it some more. You're like, oh yeah, if all the adults died. All the kids are kind of left. Yeah. And that was the thing that caught me the most. It was the fact that we're concentrating on the kids because you guys like, just think about it. It's about what happens. What happens when mom and dad don't come killed or taken away. And grandma isn't alive anymore. And grandpa isn't alive anymore. Yeah. Where do these kids go? Going to the street. What's it called? Well, and it's, you know, it's, it's really heartbreaking because, you, you look at numbers like this, like they had in the beginning, like 162,000 victims of uh, cartel violence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most, unfortunately for most people, that's just a number. Like, yeah. like it's so, it's so giant. Like we never really think about it. And that, that's, that's kind of the, always the issue. It's just, 
it's so numerous that you, your mind can't wrap around 162,000 people are just gone. Yeah. It's a lot of people, a lot of people. And, um, and the other thing that what happened was if they weren't, what's it called? Uh, go to the street. They ended up being picked up by the cartel and, and then sold or whatever happened. Trafficked, to them. Sold traffic trained to be part of the cartel. Yeah. And it's just a vicious, vicious cycle uh, that would continue. But what I found, like, when I watched it, I was just so captivated by that. And now re-watching this, I'm just I'm amazed. I think that this is one of the strongest debuts coming out of Mexico because it had been a while since I could say that something came out of Mexico that was, like, grand, that I was like, oh, shit, like, this really hasn't been done before yet. Like, this wasn't, they haven't really touched it like this. And I was just amazed by how Isa Lopez was able to bring this narrative through like horror. And you would think it would be like the most simple way of tackling this with horror, but it's not, you know, it's a, it's a giant metaphor of like trauma and yeah. what follows us. And yeah, I, I love this film. I want to give it to you, Brad. What are your initial thoughts on, um, on Tigers and Unafraid? I mean, I was, I was very um, pleasantly surprised by this film. Um, I knew you had, you had told me about it back mm -hmm. when you had first reviewed it and it had slipped my mind from then. And then we got into that discussion, what, about a month or two ago and yeah. this movie got brought up again and I'm like, okay, I'm going to choose this for international film month. And I remembered that I said that. So this is why yeah. we have this. And yeah, I'm, I've this, the thing that it reminds me very much of Guillermo's work, um, which is never a bad thing. So oh, God. if you reminded me of Guillermo's work, that's that's always a good thing. It reminds me of Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth. Um, a lot of, a lot of you know, not fairy tale esque, but you know, moving when you have the tiger, the tiger toy moving. When you have um, the mother, um, basically mother's ghost, mother's zombie, mother's corpse, um, whatever it is kind of over protecting over her mother. Um, and the story, I think the story is probably the best part of this other than, I don't know where he found all these child actors that could act, but they fucking did an amazing job. These um, kids are so good, dude. So, so good. And it's just one, it's like, they're, they're probably not even like, most of them probably aren't even close to 15 if that, and they just did an absolutely great job in this. Uh, which which tells you like the director was really on their shit because she could get you know kids who probably didn't have that much experience acting to put on um I'd say award winning performances if it had gone to uh, get awards and I yeah I, I mean I really like the story I really um and it doesn't really slow up it shows you like how violent the cartel is and it, it doesn't pull punches. Even even with kids in here, and I think that's what makes the film as great as it is, is it's true to its narrative. It's this is this is what's happening. And you know, there is some fantasy elements to this, but overall what's behind it is the cartel violence. Uh Del Toro has Netflix anthology series coming out next month. I wouldn't doubt Lopez was among the names of the directors considered. Stacy, I, I believe I, I would need to look that that, but I hope so. 
Uh, Brad, you were asking about awards. This, what's it called? Of course, they didn't get anything at like the Golden Globes at the Oscars, right? You know, no. actually, this film actually that's... made it to the United States like two years later, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm pretty which, sure. That's... Which, you know, that's that's probably not unheard of. Yeah. For being well, honest, Shutter, what's it called? Didn't actually come in at that year. Like Shutter rose a prominence, so Shutter picked that thing up, and it, that's when it started to pick up here. But yeah. um. At the Mexicans, ver the Mexico version of uh, the Acad the Academy Awards, it won uh, Best Actor. Uh, Juan Juan Ramon Lopez won for Best Actor, and the film won Best Makeup. But it was nominated in multiple categories. Yeah. So, uh, um, and that's what I'm telling you. Like, and that's you know when it comes. So what you were saying when it comes to like how Del Toro kind of makes his films and Gadavisa Lopez kind of took a bit from that and it was like and, and like like you say it's not a bad thing bro because guess no. what like that's how I, it works i, I mean it, it'd be different if she took all the bad things from del toro films there's not very many no. of them but no she she like she had her story and she incorporated parts that are very del toro-esque which is not a bad thing it's like yeah. when tarantino takes from certain aspects of films it's yeah. generally not a bad thing because he's taking the best fucking things of those films. Well, because remember, and I said that's how it works because she's apparently has li she's listened to what the major uh, lesson is that El Toro constantly talks about and why he loves magical realism so much and why he loves monsters because the monsters are only a symbol of what the actual you know horror is in the world and and the horror generally is always the humans the humans in the, yeah in the stories which in this one. It is. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even just the violence. It's the fact that the police are involved. The police know about this and they don't do anything to stop it because oh, the police, they're the ones involved. The, at least the police they showed in this, like the police are definitely involved. The ones they showed in this, they oh, didn't yeah. want anything to do with it. They were scared. Because they knew who that was. Yeah. They knew who it was. And they were like, and yeah, were like, I'm not nope. going to mess with that. And um, yeah, they were like, like, I don't know what Burke said yesterday about not touching. Oh, yeah. When you're talking about the Tay match, you no, know, not wanting to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Mm -hmm. The police that didn't want them. to touch that. That was them after viewing the, viewing the phone. They're like, nope. Nope. They didn't want <laughs> to touch that. And that's it's, and he's talking about how, like, um, you know, like when, when the little girl first joins the group, they're like, oh, I'll just send her with them. And like, no, like, you know what they're going to do to her. Yeah, and it's like, going to give her up. Yeah. And they're going to, you know, do terrible acts on her and they're going to traffic her and she's going to end up becoming a sex trafficked. Yeah. Traffic. yeah. Either and, sex trafficked or dead. Yeah. And it's like all of these things are like, you know, presented here and Isa Lopez does not manage to like shy away. And then I also just love the look of this film. Uh, the cinematographer did a great job. Uh, it has a very like rough look to it, mm -hmm. but it's but still that's, very that's the story. That's yeah, the story. It's, it's a rough, gritty story. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, the night scenes in this were really great. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and she just usually like I'm like, oh my god, what's it called? Um, freaking jump scares and stuff like that. But like, I I think that she works with these horror horror elements well. Like she actually puts them to good use. Like you're not like jumping because you're so scared. More so like you're uncomfortable because like yeah. you know you know what this represents and you know how badly like all of this is coming to fruition and it's just where we end up is just it's it's like self-sad it's just 
you and I both knowing how this works and how like we've seen it over the years, how much this this war has like mm-hmm. and just being and, on our side. And on our side, it's usually you know t- toned down. But yeah. I have coworkers who live in Mexico and come to work over here, and it's just like like and granted, Mexico, the papers and the news they don't they don't blur anything. Oh no, they show no, it for what no, it no. is. <laughs> yeah. They do not blur a damn thing. Yeah, they they will show all the blood and all that, and it's just and, and you you know it, it it's it's rough because there's nothing really, you know, regular people can do about it. Um, there was one story that they had on the news, and I, I someone was had a, I guess a member of a cartel did something against that cartel. That cartel literally like ended part of his family in one city and drove all the way down to the other city and ended him. So it was just like, there's no, there's really no fighting that. Like the police aren't going to do anything. Government's not doing anything. Yeah. It, it's just a sad kind of. It's a vicious event. cycle. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. And uh, yeah, I think that just Tigers are not afraid is probably one of the most interesting films that have come out recently from Mexico. And I think it's one of those films that you all need to check out, especially, especially if you like horror, like, like this really could have been either this month or next month, y'all. Because like yeah, this had this had good horror elements. I, I especially like the way they um they they had the mom. Like she wished for the mom, and th- yeah. it was very Stephen King Pet Cemetery esque. Of you don't wish any dead thing back. Like no, that is no, no, not. No. And you know she's a little girl. She doesn't fucking know. She just wants her mom back, and her mom's gone. And yeah. we learned that by the end of the movie, she's she's been gone and with a bunch of other people have been gone wrapped in plastic. And it, that, that reminded me of Sicario and I'm just like, Oh God, yeah. like, Whoa. <laughs> and, um, and like, also like when she puts the chalk to like his scar, cause he tell, asks him like, you think that it'll clean up my scars and on, on shine. The, the wishes and, are know. always the double edge. They're like the monkey's paw. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just, and, you know, but but he did, or at least in in some form, he did get, you know, he did find the courage to put an end to the person who killed his mother. Yeah. And so I, that yeah. that was a good, that it was a very good ending, like how how it was shown. And to be fair, even if it is like, because like a lot of you're listening to this review is like, oh man, this is like really depressing. It's like not entirely. Like this film's also a lot about community, and like being there for each other like, and the the just the the kids like some like you need a breather in this movie and you get mm-hmm. that with the kids just you know playing like or being on stage and doing stupid shit yeah yeah no, you get I, a little you get a little five to 15 minute break in there when they're exploring this house before i love those it goes kids, right man. back like, into kind of the, yeah. the violent aspect of it um yeah. but the, those are some of the best scenes those kids just you know drawing on on the balls and um you know the soccer balls and just just out there playing and the the yeah. the one room with the fish just on the floor because they had come out of the fish tank like beautiful shot like oh, yeah. seriously like this was a really thought out movie yeah and, and that's why i'm talking like the, the the dynamic between all them kids all the kids and how much they all like worked so well together like there's the usually kids <laughs> like it's hard for me to usually like Say like kids do great in films. Like I'm usually not one to really give much of a shit about what's called child performances, 
Because, like, most of the time, like, I the ones I've seen, like, I'm not that impressed with. But every kid in this film does so good, bro. Like, I, I mean, even the, I think he he had to be only, because he was the smallest. He only had to be, like, five or six, yeah. right? Like, Morito, I think, was uh, his Morito, name. Morito, yeah. Morito, yeah, Moro. And, and he, he ends up being the big, kind of the big hero in all yeah. of this. He oh, sacrifices himself. Moro's like, my favorite with every yeah. rewatch. Yeah. Every time I watch this film, Moto's my favorite. And, that oh, and he—he's, you know, he's so young that it hasn't, like, he's gone through traumatic stuff, but that doesn't stop yeah. him from like wel- welcoming, you know, um, the the girl, Estrella, and, yeah, uh, Estrella, Estrella, Estrella. and yeah. um, you know, it, it's good to see, and it's just good to see the kids. You have the one kid who's like, kind of, basically the leader because all the yeah. other kids. He, he's a smart. He really is. Him and Estrella, uh, yeah. Estrella, uh, are the smartest yeah. out of all of them. But I think they're the oldest too. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're like probably the oldest. But I, I still like Juan Ramon Lopez's performance as Shine is still it's fucking fantastic. I mean that kid. And, is and you great. can tell he's probably been on. He's got street smarts too. He's probably been on the street the longest. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, but what are you going to go ahead and give this film, Brad? Man, I really love this film. Like, Me too. I, I'm, I'm in between a nine and a half and a ten. Like, like that. I'm trying to think that there was a pacing thing with it for me. There really wasn't. You know, fuck, I'm giving it a ten. Like, I really enjoyed this movie. I give it a nine and a half. I did feel a little bit of a pace in there. In the in the in the there, the there might have been. It it didn't yeah. turn me off enough to be like, oh, oh, oh no, like it still kept my like, attention. I, I, I could I like, could I could watch this movie again right now. Like yeah, one hundred percent. Nine and a half. I love this film. It is one of the best directorial debuts you could ever see. One of the best films to come out of uh, Mexico as of late, and truly one of the leading voices in horror. I'm telling you, you do not want to sleep on Isa Lopez because she's going to be putting on some great work. And she's also a thrill to follow on Twitter. She's funny. She's great. But um, yeah, man, that's been our review of Tigers Are Not Afraid. And yeah, they are not afraid, right? They are no, not afraid. Tigers they are not really afraid. are not. Nope. The tiger, tigers don't cry. The tigers are not afraid. Did did you get a sense in some of this of like, well, what what is actually real in this? Like what what is going on sometimes? Because like I know the tiger really wasn't there. Maybe. Like that's maybe. And then she opens the door up to the whole fields out there and it's just like yeah. that does that mean she passed away or it's very open ended the ending for this movie. Chances are that she did pass away and she's just yeah. looking at like, you know. Yeah. But that's my guess is she she took him out with her. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, bro. It's possible. But I, I mean you you could read that ending a million times away. That yeah. Issa Lopez is probably the only one who actually would have an idea on yeah. and if she's anything what, like David Lynch. Ending. And if she's gonna say like David shit. Lynch, she ain't gonna say shit. <laughs> ain't gonna say shit. She's gonna take every single ounce of information to the grave, just yep. like David. David's gonna take everything to the grave. He doesn't want y'all to know anything. We're just gonna be lost and confused. Yeah, <laughs> lost and confused. 
I'm confused. But uh, that's been our review of Tigers and Not Afraid. I want to thank you all so much for sticking around here and listening to this episode and watching this episode. For those of you who were in the live chat here, like Kylie and Stacy, thank you all so much. For those of you who are listening on the replay or watching on YouTube, we thank you so much as well. Of course, we thank our Patreon supporters because without the Patreon supporters, none of this is possible. They make sure that we are able to keep the network afloat, and we thank you all so much. If you want to become a part, a part of our Patreon, all you need to do is go to www.patreon.com slash the nerdcore and go ahead and pledge to a tier as low as $1 and you get access to a lot of content. We call it the vault because it's filled with everything before. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like a lot a of lot. shit from before. Like you'll be listening to that for probably a good three yeah. years. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking like fucking movie commentaries. Um, God, the one dollar tier has had a good amount of stuff in there. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, like, if anything, all the movie commentaries that used to be up in there are, are pretty much good enough for y'all. Like, that's for that. That's a good amount of stuff. Stacy's sure making a point. Yeah. No. They just want to bring it up. <laughs> oh no but yeah do use your use the code uh the nerdcore for 20 dollars off your first purchase at seatgeek geek yeah seatgeek not geek yeah seat. yeah seatgeek yeah. james cameron needs to buy another submarine so we need to help him. he's probably bought a few yeah. let's be honest that was 10 12 years ago i'm sure he bought a bigger one yeah he's probably got like a like a nuclear one by now yeah but we specifically also want to talk about our producers our writer and our director we want to thank our executive producer, Shane. Where can they find him, Brad? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thriftedil. Go buy something from the Suppy God at Prison City Vintage in Illinois. Also, thank you, Shane, for your continued you know, patronage, even though we know you haven't listened to a single episode. 100% yes. <laughs> he is not. But he is not. <laughs> he's a busy man. He has not. He forgot you know what, that man? he's even paying us. Yeah. You know, I can't. I can't hate on the man. Can't hate I on mean, the man at all. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, we thank you, Shane. We thank our writer Tony. Hey, Tony. At Real Nerdy Dad on Twitter. When's that man going to get us get us some movies? I don't think you want to ask, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just. I'm just saying. This man. I don't know how many movies this man probably has that he can pick from. I don't know, Brad. I better not test them. I'm ready not test them, but no, um, of course, we also want to thank our Kylie, our director Kylie. Thank you, Kylie, former champ, champ for a day. I don't, that wasn't a day; it was like a good amount of time, right? Nine. I know I'm days. doing the air air for a day thing. Oh, like <laughs> yeah, it was a good amount of days, right? <laughs> cool Stole that. Stole them. <laughs> yeah, but um, thank thank you, Kylie. You can follow Kylie at Kylie PLI on Twitter, Kylie P Sports 90 on Instagram. We need to get to doing our uh, Lego movie uh, commentary. Uh, Kylie, I believe if you're cool, we yeah, can do Tuesday, it tomorrow. Right? Yeah, we can just do it tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah tomorrow is Tuesday. I keep forgetting. Yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like to watch it. So I've never seen the Lego movie, so I'd like to watch you it. You haven't before. seen the Lego movie? No, Brad. Shit, I've seen the Lego movie. <laughs> cool, Brad. I haven't. Fuck you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Thank that was you, a little Kylie. aggressive there, Raul. For <laughs> well, Brad, I've never seen it. Okay. 
All right, man. Well, thank you all so much for sticking around, y'all. We will see you all uh, this tomorrow for our commentary, our Lego movie commentary, hopefully. If it doesn't happen, I don't know what's up. But we'll also be back on Friday for our She-Hulk Attorney at Law review. Uh, next review for the, for the episode for a live show. No Thursday review, y'all. I have to be back home to introduce the, our, my film at the South Texas International Film Festival. Ooh. So if you are in the Edinburgh, Texas area and you want to go see before I leave, check out the South Texas International Film Festival. They are selling $5 tickets for opening night. That's going to be at the Cinemark Movie Bistro. You guys want to go and check that out. It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to be there. So if you want to hang out, come and check it out. I doubt none, anybody from Edinburgh is listening, but you know, go check it out. You yeah. never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be doing a QA and a and um, my film's going to be showing. So I'll be there on uh, Thursday. Luis will be there too. So without further ado, Brad, let's send him out. All right, Raul. Thank you for being host as always. Thank you to all of those who joined us in chat today. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, I'm going to do it like I started. I hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired. And I work with fucking children. Young Yoda out.